0: Chapter sixty-five of the reason why. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tony Oliva. The reason why, by Robert Kemp Philp. Chapter sixty-five twelve eighty six why are the seeds of plants indigestible? Because they are encased in a hard covering upon which the gastric juice of animals takes no effect. This provision has been made by the Creator for the preservation of seeds, the productions of which are so essential to animal life. The gastric juice can dissolve any other part of the plant, even the woody fiber, and yet upon the seed it takes no effect when however the seed is crushed and thereby the vital principle destroyed so that no plant can spring from it the gastric juice acts upon it and it is soon dissolved hence graminivorous birds are provided with gizzards to break the protecting coats of the grain the animals that feed on seeds and nuts strip them of their shells and husks it is remarkable that in the succulent fruits such as the strawberry the raspberry currant apple orange melon etc and which from their very nature are likely to attract animals to use them and in eating which the seeds are likely to be swallowed they are fortified by a doubly protective coating the pips of the apple orange etc and the seeds of the strawberry and raspberry pass through the digestive organs not only unharmed but their germinating powers are even improved by the warmth and trituration of the stomach indeed the stomachs of quadrupeds and birds have been made the vehicles of propagating plants and distributing them to the widest geographical latitudes it is even said of some seeds that they will not germinate until they have passed through the digestive organs of an animal and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth neither any green thing neither any tree revelation nine twelve eighty seven why do animals that graze crop the tender blades of grass but avoid the tall stems because they are tempted by the greater sweetness and tenderness of the young blades and in this temptation a very important end is served for by avoiding the stems that have grown up the animals spare the matured plant by which seeds are born and by which the supply of food is to be continued Twelve eighty-eight. why do the eggs of butterflies lie dormant during the winter because the coldness of the winter would be fatal to the life of the young insects and the absence of vegetation would leave the caterpillars to perish of starvation if they were developed during the winter months twelve eighty nine why do caterpillars appear in the spring because the increasing warmth of the sun develops the living embryo at the same time that it develops the vegetable germ the warmth therefore that calls the caterpillar from its embryo sleep also kindles the germinating power of the vegetable upon which it is destined to feed the worm awakes and finds the bountiful table of nature spread for it thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them but shalt neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes for the worms shall eat them deuteronomy twenty eight twelve ninety why does the caterpillar eat voraciously because it grows rapidly and a large amount of vegetable matter is necessary to supply the rapid growth of its animal substance caterpillars in the course of a month devour sixty thousand times their own weight of aliment 1291 why do caterpillars pass into the state of the chrysalis because they are thereby prepared for the new existence which they are about to enjoy new organs must be perfected in them to adapt them to the altered conditions of their lives because also in the transformation of their bodies differing materially from the laws of existence that pertain to other creatures the creator affords another illustration of his omnipotence because also during the stage that the insect sleeps in the chrysalis the flowers and their sweet juices upon which the fly is to feed are being prepared for it just as when it was sleeping in the egg the green food was being prepared for the caterpillar when therefore the beautiful fly spreads its silken wings it finds a second time that while it has slept its meal has been prepared and it now flies away joyously to feed upon the milk and honey of beautiful flowers which at the time it passed into the chrysalis had not yet unfolded their petals for the moth shall eat them up like a garment and the worm shall eat them like wool but my righteousness shall be for ever and my salvation from generation to generation isaiah fifty one paley observes that quote, the metamorphosis of insects from grubs into moths and flies is an astonishing process a hairy caterpillar is transformed into a butterfly observe the change we have four beautiful wings where there were none before a tubular proboscis in the place of a mouth with jaws and teeth six long legs instead of fourteen feet in another case we see a white smooth soft worm turned into a black hard crustaceous beetle with gauze wings these as i said are astonishing processes and must require as it should seem a proportionably artificial apparatus, the hypothesis which appears to me most probable is that in the grub there exists at the same time three animals one within another, all nourished by the same digestion and by a communicating circulation, but in different stages of maturity. The latest discoveries made by naturalists seem to favor this supposition the insect already equipped with wings is descried under the membranes both of the worm and nymph in some species the proboscis the antennae the limbs the wings of the fly have been observed to be folded up within the body of the caterpillar and with such nicety as to occupy a small space only under the two first wings this being so the outermost animal which besides its own proper character serves as an integument to the other two being the farthest advanced dies as we suppose and drops off first the second the pupa or chrysalis then offers itself to observation this also in its turn dies its dead and brittle husk falls to pieces and makes way for the appearance of the fly or moth now if this be the case or indeed whatever explication be adopted we have a prospective contrivance of the most curious kind we have organizations three deep yet a vascular system which supplies nutrition growth and life to all of them together end quotes. that which the palmer worm hath left hath the locust eaten and that which the locust hath left hath the canker worm eaten and that which the canker worm hath left hath the caterpillar eaten joel i lord brougham in a note upon the above does not support paley's view he says quote, it is more than probable that the parts which are to appear in the perfect insect do not exist in the larvae, where there is not much difference between the larva and pupa, excepting at the time just previous to its becoming a pupa, at which time the larva is motionless and torpid. The caterpillar of a moth, when about to turn into a pupa, provides for the protection of the latter state, either by surrounding itself with a web or by some other means soon after this is accomplished the caterpillar becomes motionless or nearly so it can neither eat nor crawl at this time and not before the parts of the pupa are forming within the skin of the caterpillar which may be easily seen by dissection it appears to the author however that paley is partially right and lord brougham totally wrong in these remarks when lord brougham asserts that the parts of the pupa are forming within the skin of the caterpillar at that time when the transformation begins quote, and not before which may be easily seen by dissection close quotes, he forgets that although in some instances it is the first moment when to the human eye the organs of the new creature become perceptible that the quote, three deep close quotes, nature which paley attributes to the grub must really have existed in the egg that the butterfly originated in the egg as certainly did the caterpillar or the chrysalis and that unless that egg had possessed its three mysterious embryos it would have been impossible for the grub to have progressed to the stages of transformation no one has ever known the embryo of a bird's egg to pass through three distinct and dissimilar states of existence nor has any one ever known the embryo of the butterfly's egg to stop short at either of the stages if the proper conditions of its existence and development were supplied to it why because the embryo of the insect has a threefold nature while that of the bird is single they shall cut down her forest saith the lord though it cannot be searched because they are more than the grasshoppers and are innumerable jeremiah forty six End of chapter 65